0: Welcome to OCR Unedited. I'm your host, Dave Claxton, along with my co host, Juan Carlos. Take it away, Juan.
1: All right, guys. So, we have a great show today. We have a special guest on OCR Unedited. Um, her name is Marcia Coelho. Am I saying that right?
2: Yes, you are.
1: Okay. So, for those that don't know, she's an amazing Canadian female athlete in the OCR community, world, let's say. So, uh, Marcia, um, let's start with a quick little intro on you, okay? So and these are things that I didn't even know as well. And so they're just impressive stats. So one, she served in the Canadian forces for 10 and a half years. You know, that's amazing. You served two combat tours in Kandahar in Kandahar and Afghanistan and one peacekeeping mission in Bosnia, and, but was, am I right?
2: That's correct.
1: Great. So, uh, well, before we move, Thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank
2: you for support.
1: You've trained in Taiwan, though, for five years. So, Dave, you're going to like this. <laughs> five <laughs> years prior to joining the military. And I say that because, Dave, you also did some uh, martial arts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was about 20-odd years in judo. Yeah, so oh, wow. there you go. I did not even know this about you. Yeah, man. Oh. I definitely... <laughs> Things we
1: learn. <laughs> I know, the things to learn. So you've competed also in something I didn't even know until you sent me, when you sent me the, uh, the info. So you've competed in Dragon Boat Racing for six years. You managed a few team podium finishes.
2: That's correct.
1: Yeah, What was it about?
2: The Dragon Boat?
1: Yeah, the Dragon Boat.
2: Um, basically, there's, there's actually two. There is a 10-person boat crew. So it's a small boat and then there's the 22 person. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, 22 people, um, it's basically 20 people paddling and two people are actually one person's at the front. So there's a drummer. So they're keeping the boat in sync. And then you what's the distance? Sorry. There's, there's different. You have 200 meter, 500, 1k, 2k.
1: Oh my, <laughs> oh. oh my god. And the two
2: K is brutal.
0: Oh my god.
2: Two K is like your ultra on a on a on a dragon boat.
0: <laughs> how long would a two K take? Like how long would the two two K take you to get through?
2: Um like on a competitive team, like just over yeah. ten minutes or thereabouts.
0: But that's ten minutes of hardcore. That's like that's like ten yeah. minutes of, of fran or something like that across <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. You're paddling faster than some people can run. <laughs>
2: Pretty eh, Maybe. <laughs> and you're paddling on just the one side the whole time.
1: Oh, my God.
2: So you can't just switch sides halfway through the race. Like You got to just keep paddling on yeah. the one side.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. So let me continue. So you were also part of the cross-country team for four years in Humber College. You managed a silver and gold medals in the team category for the OCAA Provincial Championships. And I yes. guess isn't that how your your your, your running started?
2: Um, my running actually started when I was in the military. Uh, I was forced, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't I heard that like. One it. explain that? <laughs> it was forced to run in like uh, groups, so it was like you know 20, 30 people, so like a platoon. Um, and I didn't like it because I was usually like at the end. <laughs> so you okay. know how the group runs. Go right, you get this yeah. caterpillar. So, I was always trying to play catch up, so it was pretty much like sprinting, you know, the entire 5k or 10k or whatever distance we did. So yeah, I hated it, but then I said, you know what, I need to work on my running because it was pretty weak. I was good at walking forever, but not running.
0: <laughs> no. So, I actually
2: started running like on my own, like just putting in the miles and try to get better at it. and yeah, I've uh, been running ever since.
1: But funny thing you say that because I know that type of uh, training because I served in the military for five years here in Canada. so I know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that either. <laughs> I, 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 I remember when I would join, when I would be with my platoon and we would train here or if we would either go to Perawawa or we would go to Iprawash and we would train like that, we would have our suit our backpack and our rifle. And then that's how we would run. The last guy would either, we had drills like the last guy would have to run around the whole entire platoon. Okay, he did it, he'll do it once and then he'll go up to the front and then so on. And every person in the back will do that. That was tiring. That was tiring. I couldn't wait till that was done so I can relax.
2: (laughs) That sucks. You had
1: to wear those boots. And that in itself was painful.
2: <laughs> it sucked. Oh, i yeah. had to do that too. It sucked. Oh, yeah, Fun yeah. times though.
1: So <laughs> now let's get started here. Let's get, let's talk OCR. I have a, I mean, I know that you have competed in Canada and the US. Your best performance was in 2017 at the World Championships in Blue Mountain. You earned a second place podium at, uh, in the H group in the 15K race. In 2018, in the North American Championships in Vermont, you you earned a double win in the 3K race and the 50K race. I mean, how was that accomplishment for you when you did that? I remember because I was there. But how was it for you? Because I remember you were so happy and ecstatic that you won. And you had had some high-caliber athletes in your division.
2: Yeah, it was actually both the 3K, like for the – north american championship yeah um both the three and the 15k uh it was it was there's a lot of women in that age group i was like wow this is uh impressive i love it i loved it um my intent actually was to podium on the 3k because i'm like okay i have a good chance the 3k short um even though i'm a distance runner but the 3k i'm like okay short and sweet get it done and over with you know, the pain cave is, is, a, is a short period, right? Yeah. Um, got through that and crossed the finish line. I knew the girl behind me. I think she's like a minute behind me. So it was pretty much, you know, do every obstacle. Don't fail any. And, yeah, got through that one. The uh, 15K, I was like, all right. I'm going to try to win this one too. Why not? Might as well. Right. So (laughs) I'm on a roll here. Right. Um, that 15 K was tough because the first, I think 4 K it was just steady climbing. And I did go out pretty hard and I said, all right, I better slow down a bit because I don't want to gas myself out too much. Um, I was kind of in the middle of the pack because everybody else just started. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I have 15K to pick one girl at a time, get through the obstacles, just, just do one, just one obstacle, one try, and just get this thing done and over with. And yeah. it started raining um, on the final climb. And I was like, I knew it was coming. So that started playing with my head. And I got stuck at that last rig. It was like a low rig. I don't know if you remember. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, so I got stuck at that rig. I got to that rig. The girl that was in first place was there, and I saw her falling off. And I was like, "All right, I got, I, I got this, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at where the bars, and it's, I can see it, it's dripping because it was raining. And I'm like. I don't care. I'm just going to get through this thing. Like I've been training in like with wet bars, right? And halfway through I slip and I'm like, I knew, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good half an hour I'm trying to get through this rig. And between me and this other girl, you know, it's basically whoever gets through this rig first is basically going to win this, the uh, age group. So I tried everything that was allowed. Like we couldn't use um what do you call it chalk on our hands because that we couldn't use it on the um, obstacles we could use tape so i had to so i asked tony for some tape because he had some tape on him like some medical tape so i put medical tape around my hand but the sticky side on the uh on the outside a bit so i kind of rolled it a bit to get like to get that grip so i just wrapped it around like around the uh that part of the hand and Before going on the obstacle, I actually tried to dry off where I was going to go because I saw the other girls doing that too. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Maybe that's going to help. And she's on it. I get on it at the same time, like separate lanes. And I said, this is do or die, right? Or or you're not going to win this. I got through it and I just literally sprinted the whole way to the finish. And it was the best feeling ever because I struggled like I was going over and over retrying the obstacle over and over and over like both of us. And it was like, we're just like motivating each other. Like, okay, let's do this. You got this. Right. And yeah, it was the best feeling because I had trained so hard for it.
0: So I want to jump in there. So you're, you're training then. So what, what is involved in your training? I mean, obviously you're doing your run inside, but if you're managed to get through the three K and the 15 K, um, with your band intact obviously 100% completion obviously you got to be training some obstacles what are you doing for your obstacle training how are you how are you getting getting the skills set for those kind of obstacles
2: i do a lot of grip training actually um so what i normally do is uh on my strength training days i'll do my regular strength training so full body circuit mm-hmm. and i'm pretty pooched at the end so Usually when you're pushed at the end, it's like, you know, you're halfway through a 15K or near the end of a 15K. So I do, that's when I do my uh, grip training at okay. that point.
0: So do you, do you, do you ever go to like an obstacle gym and go in like any of the ninja gyms or rock climbing gyms and, and hang out in there and bang out some training in there for a couple hours? Or are you just pretty much just like a straight grip on a bar?
2: I do uh, basically I grip, uh, I guess circuits. So I'll do. Like I'll be hanging on the bar and I'll do like the hand release.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I'll do a couple of those. And the shoulder taps,
0: hand release, stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So I'll do that. And then right after I'll do like a plate pinch walk, like probably 30 seconds to a minute. And then right after I'll come back to the bar and do like pull-ups. So I'm also working on my upper body strength because I'm tired. I had just a strength strength session, right? So I want to train like technical stuff when I'm tired because that's when the technical, st- that's when I'm going to encounter the technicalities, right? Absolutely. It's usually at the end and you're like, you're, you're tired, mm-hmm. right? So that's how I'm able to, um I guess, do back-to-back races like that.
0: Oh, no, that was, it's awesome. I, I was, I was there for that as well. I was, I was at that race and I'm trying to remember, because you were saying you were stuck on a low rig and it was right near the end?
2: Yeah, I was, it was like before the, um, I guess those floating walls.
0: Oh yes, I do, and and I do. Okay, so it was like some rings and some balls to a horizontal bar. I Then just yeah. before the horizontal bar rope, a lot of people were coming off that, especially in the wet. I I will openly admit I actually slipped off that one once too, and my three K that slowed yeah. me down. But um, yeah, that was tricky. And then after that, you weren't you weren't done either. You had to go hit, if I'm not mistaken, the floating walls uh, from Indian Mud Run. Yeah. And then and yeah and then it was after that was it not the not the force five but the urban sky which caught urban a lot sky. of people how much did you yeah. have left if you were struggling on that rig for a while how much did you have left for urban sky like that it must was pure
2: adrenaline <laughs> <laughs> it was the adrenaline because when i got to those floating walls like that was actually kind of easy like i don't want to yeah. say it was too easy but for me i was like okay it's a bit of a break so i got mm-hmm. through that and i wanted to get to, I didn't even want to look back because I right. did not want to see how far the other girl was. Right. Yeah, I just, yeah. I was just so focused on like, okay, just, just get through these next obstacles. Right. Yeah. So at I that point, just put through, the
0: pedal down and go.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, so I got through the walls and then the, um, and then I think I did, I think I did fall off the, um, I'm back urban sky because it was so it was wet.
0: Oh yeah, and, that, yeah, and the urban, urban, urban sky is constantly a, a slick painted obstacle. So the minute those holds get wet, they are like a, like a greased pig. You cannot, they're really hard to hold on to. There's definitely no single arm swinging on those. Um, no, no, So obviously on that 15K, that must have took like a boatload of grit and determination, right? Because you were, you were fighting, if you said you were at that obstacle for like a half an hour, the kind of grit and determination to stay competitive and, and in the fight and to keep mentally going. Do you think your military background helped prepare you to like to for that kind of fight for that kind of endurance, mental endurance?
2: Oh, definitely. Um, there's many instances in my training deployments where um you know you're you're constantly failing, right like you're you fail, you get up, you try again, and you fail again, you try again, like you just have to keep uh, moving forward. And I just carried that on with me with with every race I do, right. Um, and the fact that you know, second place girl, like I don't know I didn't know where she was, like I didn't see her, so I presume that she was either at those floating walls or still stuck at the rig, right? I had no mm-hmm. idea. I'm like, I just gotta get through this thing, right? And I did fall off it. I don't know if I fell off it once or twice, and I said. No, I'm getting through this thing and I don't have a choice. I can't let this girl take the win. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like I basically, like, I'm not pra- practically the last obstacle. Because I think after that was just those two cars that to get over. And then the, little and then the, wall. the wall. But the wall yeah. had a rope. So it yeah. was like, that was easy peasy. So I was like that, you know, I can't, I can't let this, I can't let this girl, like, you know, take the win. Like, sorry. Right. But, yeah, I think definitely the military um, definitely helps.
1: Um, With your injury that happened in 2019, that was, yeah, that was 2019, your injury that happened. Can you take us on that day where you, like, where were you at? Which we know where you were at NORAM's championships. Um, You were doing the 15K and you were on a descent weren't you
2: i was i was on the final descent
1: okay
2: i had gotten through the hardest part of the course i was stuck at believe it or not i was stuck at stairway to heaven i got through that i was stuck there for a bit Okay. because i always had trouble with the transition at the top
1: yeah
2: um and then i got stuck at uh that jumping one what's it called again dragon's back that's right i was i was there for a long time and i've done it before i done it to prayer you're no problem i done it at worlds like i have experience with it and for some reason mentally just wasn't there at that point but i recognized that i collected myself got through it and then i was on the final descent i was actually flying when I hurt myself. Like I probably was doing like sub four minute pace at that instant.
0: I just and, let it all hang out downhill. Eh? Yeah,
2: yeah. I just let it go. Cause the hill yeah. wasn't steep. It was technical. <laughs> it was a lot. Of, yeah, pretty much. Yep, arms yep. Were flying. Flail in right? the
0: arms. Yep. Let go. <laughs>
2: that's, that's it go. Send it. That's how I, uh, that's how I fly. Right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But I always look where I'm going and where I'm stepping but for some reason I took my eyes off the ground for a split second and I just felt myself flying. Like not like, I'm like, where's the ground? There's no ground there. So that's when I hit a hole and it was full body weight.
1: Oh man.
2: And I heard it. Like I heard the sound you do not want to hear. And I just threw myself to the ground because I knew what I had done. I like, I'm, First aid certified, I have some medical training from the military, right? Yeah. A little bit more advanced. Um due to my deployments. So I do recognize like, okay, I've I broke something, fractured something, right? Yeah. So I threw myself to the ground, got off the course. So that's pretty much at the edge. So I just got out of the way because everybody's, you know, yeah. barreling down that hill, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that was running with me actually went in and called the medics so while that was, that was happening nice, yeah while that was happening i basically checked my leg so i was looking for like okay is this a break internal break like a closed break or is it a fracture so just looking around the skin and and, and the area i could tell i'm like okay this is a fracture it doesn't look like a break so i tried to move my leg and it, that's when I knew I'm like okay this is probably that this is going to be the tibia like where I don't know exactly so at that point it was like it hit me and I knew I was on a on a long road to recovery yeah. at that point I didn't even think oh. about DNFing like that was that was the least of my concern I started to realize, like, how am I going to uh, do my daily tasks because I'm not going to be able to be on my leg for probably three to four months is yeah. what I was guessing. Like, just, just based on my uh, experience, like, I've never broken any any bone or anything, but like any lower lower leg breaks, like extremity breaks, it's, you're looking at like three to four months of no weight bearing all right yeah. so it was hard mentally it was hard um part of my identity part of me had been stripped away which is also training all of that um going from you know 15 20, steps a day to like hardly any yeah it was it was hard it was really yeah. hard
1: I can't imagine how hard this is for you. Right. And all the time like in all the time that you had to be off your leg in order for you to recover properly. So now after all that's happened, what's your recovery been like?
2: It's been long. So I was three months, exactly three months, no weight bearing. Okay. And then I started I weaned weaned out of crutches, so it was about a month with actually two weeks with the two crutches, but walking like weight bearing and then down to one crutch, down to none. So getting rid of the crutches completely was like winning a race for me at that point. Um, I took, I actually, one thing I took recovery as, I'm like, this is my new sport. That's (laughs) how I looked at it because if I didn't do that, it would, like destroy me mentally right so i looked at it like okay this is in your sport you know to follow what the doctor says uh do your exercises do the strength training you know prescribed by the physiotherapist and the chiropractor um a lot of reading so
1: only imagine <laughs> what's your favorite like- book <laughs>
2: I'm like I can't exercise. Like I couldn't. Like for 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 two weeks post surgery, I couldn't. Like I have to. I had to keep. I wasn't in a cast. I was in a. They put me in a splint. But two weeks after the surgery, I couldn't do anything. Like shower, I had to put like a plastic bag over because I had to oh, keep the yeah. uh, dressing on, etc. Right. So, and then even after removing the uh, staples, because the staples they put, I uh, didn't really exercise until I felt like I felt ready. The doctors say you can start with upper body, but I wasn't quite ready. So uh, that whole time, I just read books. And I want to recommend one book for everyone, like especially athletes that are injured it's called rebound um i think one of the authors is carrie i don't can remember her last name and there's yeah. two authors um if you just look it up on you can find it on amazon it's a green cover so that'll that'll help mentally that's that's actually what helped me um recover mentally not just physically but mentally
1: mentally
0: right oh, yeah. that's awesome so so Go ahead. Sorry, Dave. Well, I was going to say, in reality, the whole COVID thing kind of happened at a good time for you. So, like, it's, it's put off the season and you're able to train. Like, hopefully, you're able to get. You know you what? Know, yeah. You haven't missed anything yet.
2: It's, <laughs> it's a godsend, actually. I know oh. most people are going to be like, you know, like, hate me for saying this, but I, it's actually a blessing because I was planning, I was going to try it at like the original uh, Spartan dates, like, the, I was going to do the mm-hmm. Toronto one. But, you know, I was going to hang out at the back of the elite because I signed up for the elite pass, the elite season pass. So yeah. I would have just stuck at the, at the back and just jogged here and there, walked the hills yeah. up and down, taking my time, probably burpeed out at some of the obstacles. But I would have just been, you know, just there at the very back. But I'm, I'm glad this kind of happened because it's more like a extended off-season. Or in my case, extended recovery period.
1: <laughs> so here. Uh, so where are you with your training now? And how is your mental training coming along now? Because I've seen some videos that, uh, of, of you doing some exercises, which I'm truly happy to see you up and about and doing exercises with your legs and then doing all these uh, th- different exercises that you had posted. And I'm truly happy that you're back at it again. So what's your training like now? And once again, how is your mental training coming along?
2: Mentally it's, you know, I have my ups and downs. Yeah. Um, I have stages where I feel that I should be I should be able to bend my leg more than what I can bend it right now. Right. Sure. But I quickly, you know, turn that around and look at it positively and look at it like, you know, eight months ago, you're, you can't even do what you're doing right now. So yeah. mentally, like it's, in, it's improved actually quite a bit. Uh, physically, it's basically uh, body weight, you know, lightweight, um, I'm trying to get like my obviously one leg is weaker than the other, so I'm trying to get that one on par with the other leg. So a lot of unilateral training. Yeah. Upper yeah, bodies cool. there, <laughs> so I can do rigs no problem. There you go. <laughs> That's that's, that's there. I can probably do a ninja warrior. Just try not to fall off and land on my legs. That's really the only issue right now. You
0: gotta talk to Dave. Yeah, come away from every <laughs> come away from every crisis with a new strength. That's the way you gotta do it.
2: Sure <laughs> though. So,
0: um, one of the things you said there, and that was that you know, these accolades that you got, like at Noram and at Worlds, they were an age group. And then you had said that you just you were, uh, you got the Spartan Elite pack, so you were gonna go elite. Now, was your plan for this year? Um, did you plan to jump up to the elite or were you going to stick with the age group? Like I, I understand probably now when you go back, you might go to age group uh, for, if you do manage to go back this year, but was the plan before to jump to elite? Cause I mean, you've been, you've been killing the age group for a few years now. And I mean, I, I, I took a bit of a peek at your times there and uh, especially on the three and then three K you would have been right around top 10 with the ladies. Like you would have beat some people like um, uh, Kelly Sullivan and Rachel waters. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you were right up there. I, I just wondered if you if that was a consideration in the past were you going to jump up?
2: So for like sprint races and these smaller races I've always been doing elite um 2018 in the Nora mm-hmm. I did like because I did so well so 2019 I actually was racing in the pro Oh, were you in
0: the pro? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, was I should in have the asked pro. The first. Yeah, thing. yeah.
2: I was in the pro because
0: Cuz you I should be.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> I was talking to Carl at Force Five, and mm-hmm. after like in 2018, and uh, I basically told him like we were just discussing other things, like other topics, and I said, you know what, I've won my even though this was like the first Noram, mm-hmm. and I won my age group. Like, you know what, I. Twice. If it was once and that and that was it, then would have been different. But because I want it twice, I'm like the right thing to do is to go up the next level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and the women's the women's elite group they need more competitors. Like they, they need more legit. They're having so many. I see very small fields in the in the women's groups, and I'm like, there's. I know there's a lot of talented women out there that should be in that corral that maybe don't have the confidence in themselves or maybe just aren't looking at the numbers, but they should be right there. Maybe they're not going to beat Lindsay. Maybe they're not going to beat Nicole, but who is? I mean, just because you're not going to be one, two, doesn't mean anywhere in the top 10 and 15 and pro is still a great spot to be. I just hope that more more women like yourself are wanting to step up and, and show what you got.
1: Um, Marcia, let me ask you. Didn't you get second place in the elite division at Warrior Dash 2014?
2: I did, 2014, <laughs> So you've been running yeah. elite
1: in OCR back in 2014.
2: Yeah, 2014.
1: It, in I 20- think that was like my
2: third or fourth race. I can't remember. In, in
1: 2013, you stated that you started out in OCR as a fun thing to do.
2: Yeah. It and, was although, actually- and,
1: here you, and here you are a year later in Warrior Dash <laughs> in the elite division, and you win second place.
2: <laughs> the, the first year was actually fun It was actually fun. One of the girls On the Dragon Boat team She had done A few I guess Warrior dashes uh, What was the other one In Kitchener um, Badass, dash. Oh, Badass dash
0: Badass dash yeah.
2: yeah So she's like You should try You should try these mud runs And I'm like I don't want to get muddy <laughs> Right Because yeah. at that time I was also running Like road races So I was doing like 21 k's 10 k's marathons halves all that right so I like, like oh why not
1: my god like i mean your accomplishments if who to, to those that don't know marcia or and her ocr uh journey and and everything she's accomplished like i'm just gonna pick a few dave you're gonna like so oh, she's, yeah man i'm getting educated she, in 2016, in Dunt Rune Battle Frog, I was there and I did that one. And you came in fourth in the elite. Let's move up. You did in 2017. You did Ragnar Race. You came
2: second in the elite division. 2017. That was cold. That was a very <laughs> cold one. Cold, hot, whatever. You came second. No, no. And it, and we were running on ice, like ice that's about that thick. <laughs> and then was you, a, you got was a fun one
1: yeah uh battle what is it buffalo bone frog tier one first place elite you know dead end race fourth in the elite division and then you just get better and better as as i go on and as i look at your accomplishments you just get better and better and better it's like i i can only imagine that when you are fully recovered i can i can't wait to see you back on the course and see what you're gonna do
2: i am more determined than ever
1: yeah you can see it in your face <laughs> to, to,
2: to just to do better than what i like i'm not competing like i look upon lindsay i look upon nicole uh morgan bethany sylvie all these all these elite women they're all amazing yeah um you know and they're amazing competitors, some I can't even keep up with. But it's just fun to try to, you know, try to catch up if I ever catch up. But I'm really competing, I guess, myself. It's, yeah. That's really it.
1: That's right.
2: Right? Like, but, just to do better each time.
1: But you can't deny that the footprints that you are leaving from the time that you started to now, uh, you've, you've accomplished so much. You're just an amazing Canadian uh, uh, athlete. So I can't wait to see you back on the course. Oh, that's awesome.
2: I can't wait to do my next ultra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what is the next target? What's next on the schedule? Where, when do you expect to be back?
2: Um, I think I've basically accepted to not race this year, possibly. Um, I did sign up for the OCR World Championship mm-hmm. in October. Um, and I have a goal of winning my age group, the three and 15 K. Like but true. that's so my goal. But you know <laughs> <laughs> it's doable. It's it totally is. doable. Um, but it all depends on my recovery. Like I'm still yeah. recovering. Like I'm not even, I'm not even close to, like, if you look back at 2017, that fitness, I'm not close to that. Like, Card like cardiovascularly I'm okay, but not this not the sprint. Like I can't do running sprints yet.
0: Always oh, with the yet. Yet.
2: yet. <laughs> I've been doing so my okay. sprints on the ski erg.
0: That's all right. I'll get the will get the heart pump.
2: Oh, that's it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a <the> pain cave.
1: <laughs> Just wait till you recover, you'll be there.
2: Oh, I will it's
0: a love-hate relationship so what um and i'm just curious so i did just a, a couple of different questions like what races do appeal to you the best i mean obviously you've done really well in noram and ocrwc and then there's spartan races Wh- which race do you prefer what what is in your wheelhouse do the difficult obstacles make a race for you or would you rather more of a pure speed race do you want to climb the mountains you know what's in your wheelhouse if you're designing I'm, your race
2: <laughs> i'm my own race it's a yeah. lot of climbing mm-hmm. and a lot of steep climbs and obstacles the mandatory obstacle completion yes for sure that band and over a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of steep climbs and I mean like 30 40 percent you know 30 40 percent of oh. 3k 4k
0: Now are down, you when, when you're doing when you're doing your 30 40 percent. Are you doing like a of Cobal and you taking those small choppy steps or are you doing the power hike up them?
2: Power hike.
0: You're power hiking, yeah.
2: Yeah. I find that works best. Um, so I was racing, I, the last Spartan race I did was in Calabogie, mm-hmm. the super, and I was running with Morgan. So we're running the whole time together, practically in switch, like first and second here and there. She's running, not running, but like jogging up the hill Mm -hmm. and I'm power hiking and we're like together. And she's like, you're a really strong power hiker. And I'm like, it just works better for me, right? But she'd be jogging up the hill and I'd be power hiking.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's different. I've found it's different strokes for folks. It, It depends on what your body gets back in return, you know, for your effort level, whatever works better for you there comes a certain point where that jogging up the hill is not faster than your power hike. It just, it becomes, the grade becomes too steep. That's why, but that's good. I like, uh, I like that. I like that you're, you're bringing to the more difficult obstacles. That's more of my, my wheelhouse too. But, um, so there's something else that I wanted to ask you about. And, um, this is a bit of a thing for me and it comes down to, again, the age group and the elite thing. Now, NORAM and OCRWC have given away cash prizes for age groups. Now, obviously, from your perspective, you probably think that's a fantastic thing <laughs> because you know Definitely. you're winning cash. From my perspective, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't think they should do it. I think that that's what sometimes discourages people from going in. Into- and uh, you know, so I'm just curious. What do you what do you think about that? How wrong am I?
2: <laughs> oh, there's I like it does. I I I understand your point. Um. Now they don't do it. They're not doing it now, apparently. No. And it's not going to stop me from attending.
0: No, 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 no. Right? I didn't believe I did it.
2: Never. It just goes towards like that extra cash just goes towards the entry fee for the following year. That's, that's really what I did with oh, the I'm last sure one. Did. Right. Yeah. But it, it helps. It helps with the uh, funding of training. It's, mm-hmm. it's little, but it does, it does help and it won't discourage me from attending future races.
1: Well, that's good, that's good. Um, They, I, I think it was last year, they had the cash prize for age group. And you're saying that they won't have it now for 2020 moving forward?
2: For OCRWC?
1: Yeah, for the Worlds and for NORAM.
2: Noran they didn't have uh, no. cash for age group. No.
1: Okay. I thought they did. And the I OCRWC. Think,
2: I think yeah. they didn't have it last year. I think the year before they had it, I think. Yeah. Not 100% sure. 2017, they had it.
0: Yes. <laughs> I've seen the picture. <laughs> that, was,
2: that was nice.
0: That was great. <laughs>
1: Basically
2: use that towards the, uh, for the following year. <laughs>
1: Um, what are your thoughts on OCR starting up again next month in July? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, we're still in May. So in July, what are your thoughts of, it, of OCR starting up again with the whole COVID?
2: I think it's too soon, to be honest. Um, they're pro- I don't know like if there's going to be a lot of people like a normal pre-COVID would be, but I still think it's too soon. Considering uh, there have been over a hundred thousand Americans that have died from it, I don't know what the number of cases are right now, but there's a there's a lot, um, and the fact that you're you know everybody's touching the same obstacle, and yeah. there's potentially I'm not gonna say there is gonna be people there with it. There's potential people that have it, that don't know it, that don't have any signs or symptoms of it, right? So I think yeah. it's too soon because it's, it's alert, like there's a lot of people um, congregated Even though if they try to thin out the heats, yeah. it's still, like there's still too many people in one area. and I, I, yeah. mean, I think it's too soon, to be honest. Yeah. That's my hmm. opinion.
1: I mean I can jump on board on that and I've mentioned this before uh, but there's also the other side if you know if our elected officials say you know they lift the ban and and it's okay to run you know for me I've said it before and I say it again I'd probably be one of those guys at, at, at the Spartan race in July in Toronto running one you know one there's no ban and I know that it's my responsibility. I'm doing this at my risk, and I'm gonna have to take all the precautions, you know, when it comes to, you know, safety and, I know, but you know, I'm itching to run. I am itching to run.
2: Who are you, Dave?
0: Hey, oh, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm full out. I'm mean, But, but I, 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 get the point, right? Like I get that side. I, yeah. I I'm not. I don't. And not just headstrong where I'm like, yeah, go, 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 go. Like I understand and I sit and I listen and you make a very valid point. And it's, it, I think eventually once it becomes open to be eligible to run, it's, it's just going to be personal choice. And some people are not going to want to do it. Some people are going to want to do it. Now, the biggest thing will be as long as we just follow the regulations mandated, then we've done what we can. And that's been my opinion about mm-hmm. the entire quarantine situation, right? I may not agree all the time with what I'm doing, but I'm following the rules. Cause yeah, that's exactly. what I do. Right. That's the deal. But I think, uh, yeah, I would, I would be out there. I've said it before. I, I'm an idiot. I'll go first. You know, oh. I'll be, I'll, I'll be, the first one, you know, show me the bridge. I'll jump off first. I'll jump off the cliff first. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I do.
1: Hey, Here's a question. So in, 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 all the years that you've been running, okay, whether I be age group or lead, doesn't matter who's, uh, which athlete, um, stands out as the most memorable person to run against that you've run against.
2: There's, there's so many, like so many talented, talented, uh, athletes out there, but I would say Calabogie last year, uh, running with, uh, Morgan. Um, we're, we're both, we're, we're racing. Right. And we're chatting. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, then we're you were actually, not going fast
2: enough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're what? actually chatting. We're like saying a word here and there, encouraging yeah. each other. Um, you know, we passed a couple of the, the guys that had gone out, right? And they're yeah. probably wondering I'm like, these two ladies, like first and second, they're just chatting. <laughs> Are you <laughs> supposed to be racing? <laughs> So we actually, it was funny because we, we, we both agreed because we were running together the entire time and we both agreed to like, if, if at the end we're together, let's just finish at the same time, right? Didn't happen, Um, (laughs) but, but that was memorable because we just, we, we, it didn't feel like we were racing against each other, right? Yeah. But. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, actually. Morgan's, uh, you know, this bubbly, amazing, um, always positive.
0: She's got the willpower.
2: Yeah. Oh, huge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's like I, you I don't push me to another
2: gear. <laughs> and I, I couldn't get into off. that gear for some reason. I just couldn't. After yeah. I missed my spear throw. Oh. Oh yeah. That, we both missed the It shouldn't, it, by shouldn't the be way. in there anyway. <laughs> You Eight. know what? It's, it's, cost, <laughs> it it's cost me podiums, but it's also allowed me to, you know, go from like 10th to like third, second.
1: Exactly. Or
2: even winning a race.
1: I think it's a great obstacle.
2: <laughs> Keep, oh. it. Ah. Keep it. You, <laughs> you never know. Get out <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> you
2: just I could have be to in, hit it.
1: Exactly. I could be in fourth place, and all of a sudden the guy in third place misses it, and I get it. A.
2: No, it's, exactly. you know,
0: it's, it's, it's a game-changer. There's, no, it, doubt it. There's it no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. It's just under under my <laughs> narrow view of what an obstacle should be, it's not in there. I have one in the backyard. I use it all the time because <laughs> I, I don't want to do burpees. But You yeah. don't like the dunk wall.
1: No, I, I, don't like the, it. I don't like
0: the dunk wall either. I, I think it could be a game-changer too because I don't
1: that, find that people... Don't like Don't you know go, going all. under the water, especially muddy water, because you can't see and this and that. So
2: oh, you want to take
1: that away, that's a problem. But uh, the spear throw, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's gotta stay.
2: <laughs> Come on, the sound uh, call's the best part. Yeah, You're I best. know.
0: I'm I'm more just, you know, I, I just wanna I just wanna slam the thing full of rigs. Just rigs <laughs> everywhere. Every other obstacle is a rig. Let's 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 grip I, it out.
2: <laughs> I have to agree with you. I'd be happy with Rigs and rigs and rigs and rigs.
0: That's why I, I enjoy savages and I enjoy uh, Noram and stuff like that. That it definitely, especially in the past, I, my running was just not up to snuff. But it's it's improved greatly over the past year and a half. But okay. before then, I was pretty much just a guy who could do rigs, jogging along. And <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll put as many upper body obstacles and heavy carries as I can get in there. You can, like I said, yeah, spear throw, whatever. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Your video
1: can definitely uh, will definitely benefit uh, Marcia. Oh yeah. yeah, the video that you posted. I yeah. don't know which, if Marcia have one? you ever seen his videos? The one that he posted that he's got up and running on his uh, on his uh, F uh,
0: Facebook page. Which oh, I mean the Instagram one. Yeah, there's lots of rig videos sure. on the Instagram.
2: I'm not sure. I have to, I'd have to look. Yeah. Sorry, short short term memory does not work very well, <laughs> <laughs> or long term. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, Marcia, I uh,
1: I heard, and I could be wrong. Are you all? Did you register for the Platinum Rig Twenty Four Hour Race?
2: No, I didn't. Okay. I, I I I was going to like last year when they announced it, and then yeah. this happened. I'm like, well, I don't know, because yeah. I won't be. Like for 24 hour, I don't, if I wasn't like hundred percent, I'm like 24 yeah. hours, let's do this. Yeah. Cause I've yeah. never done a 24 hour event, like straight. I've done four days of like marching a marathon a day, but you know, you get a break at the end of the day and you go out That's again true. the next day, but not 24 hours straight. So Here's I an idea. I'm sorry. Hours.
1: No, go ahead, man. You should do the ultra virus race tomorrow. It's half. It's a twelve hour race, (laughs) and you can power walk all you want.
2: Does doing it in my car count? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) No, not. I'm still not like the legs. Still not like the most I've done thus far is like eleven k. That's
0: still pretty good.
2: In in one go, so I don't want to. I could probably do it. Will Power will do it. Mentally, I can do it.
0: But you pay the price.
2: Physically, yeah. I'm not there. And I don't want to put of course. myself back. And knowing I me, do. like I won't just do the one lap or the two. <laughs> I'm going to go until the 12 hours is up.
0: See, there's an, easy way, there's an easy way to stop you from doing that and a way to, to curtail your own ambition. So you do your first lap. And when you get back, you chug a beer. And then when you do your next lap, you get back and you chug a beer and eventually you'll be too drunk to do any more laps. So then you, you don't have to worry about it. You No matter how much willpower you get, you'll just be on the floor and unconscious.
2: That'll be go. after lap one. That'll be it.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. Safety first. Alcoholism <laughs> in safety.
2: I've actually done one of those beer miles and oh, yeah. It's brutal.
0: To <laughs> keep I it like down? Idea, oh, I like Dave.
2: I do keep it down, but ah, good for it, it you. almost, it almost, it almost, almost.
0: I want to do Close. the pizza, the pizza 5K in New York. I've seen that one. That's 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 my goal. I think you have to like slam back a pizza and then run a 5K. There yeah, see, that's excitement yeah. yeah.
2: there and yeah, That's just, exciting. I, don't know if I, I I'd probably try it,
1: depending on the bowls. size
2: of pizza because American pizzas are they're smalls, probably like our. Yeah.
0: Or small is our medium. This has now become a comment on the American dietary system.
1: Uh,
0: um, <laughs> oh, man. So, actually, uh, that's one thing we, we, we should mention uh, for everybody else. Um, this weekend, oh, actually, so when this airs, it'll be, we just had, <laughs> but since we're taping it. Um, the Spartan is trying to put out the, uh, or we'll, we'll know on, on when this airs, if they manage to assemble the world's biggest virtual race. And we'll find out how one did in the ultra-virus race shooting for, what is it now, 16 laps? 16 laps. Let's see, how, let's see what happens. Is that that? That'll be it.
1: over 100K.
0: Yeah, over 100K. So
1: you're 8K a lap? I think that'll be about 75 miles, which is, yeah, over 100K. Yep. Yeah. So. Let's see what happens, buddy. I mean, That's I even went out and bought some shoes. So I got all my runners ready. Uh, I got my nutrition, the, the, the foods, you know, the, I mean, the meal prep is all the wife doing. But um, I think I'm more focused and I think I know what I need to do now. I mean, the, the first time, you know, Dave, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a learning curve for everybody. But Marcia, I don't know if you caught a glimpse or if you watched what was happening, but it was truly, it turned out to be an amazing virtual run. Everybody actually came out and competed. You had regular Joes it. to top tier athletes running. I mean, for me to finish twenty third, I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe it. That was my first That's time amazing. doing a twelve hour race. He's putting in good man, lap times. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. I it, it, I, 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 I I've seen
2: some of it, some of your like some of the footage, and I'm like, he's he, he's he's got a good pace going.
0: Oh, yeah. If you check the Strava times, like, you know, it was like anywhere between 32 and 38 minutes for the 8K, pretty much all the way through, except for one lap. One lap was a slow lap, but the rest were pretty. That was a bad lap. Yeah, the rest. Lap were... I don't
1: want to talk about That was a dark lap. That was a
0: dark. <laughs> so, since this is like time travel, and when this comes out, I'm going to say right now, hey, man, congratulations on making it. And on the other hand, my apologies. You really put in a good effort. So, either way, we're covered. You know, you've got to Yeah,
2: we're so I can't that. wait.
1: I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I think mentally, I'm mentally prepared. My body is good. I'm, I'm well. I took a few days off. I haven't ran. And then tomorrow, that's it. Can't wait to compete.
2: Showtime.
0: Yeah, it's, it truly is. So, um, we're almost out of time here, Marcia. Um, yeah. Is there anybody, uh, I know you have some supporters that yeah, maybe you want to shout out, mention
2: uh, there's quite a few, so there's uh, too many to mention. <laughs> um, it was... Yeah, just, just thank you so much for your support. It really, it really means a lot, and just helps me push further my training, like get better. I'm okay. still, you know, I'm still. A, I don't want to say I'm far, but you know, I'm, I'm am a wee, wee far from, you know, being a hundred percent. But you know, I'm more determined than ever to come back. And I hope this motivates you to you know, push in your training and be better than yesterday.
0: Well, I, I tell you, you have given me a new goal, and that is that I am going to be at the finish line of both the 3K and the 15K for your age group at Worlds there, and I'm going to be there to interview as you cross the finish line and win, and then on the podium.
1: Got it. You know, oh we are God. our own <laughs> toughest critic, but at the same time, you know, we love you and support you. You're an amazing athlete and we'll continue to do so. And like Dave said, we'll be there when you finish that cross line. You know That's
2: going to mean so much. Not only to
1: support you and cheer you and be your biggest fans, but, you know, um, to also interview you, of course, and then get your insight and your input. But uh, what you're doing is great. Your recovery, your, your training now. You know, you're doing amazing and you're going to come out of this stronger.
0: So keep it up.
2: Awesome. I will. Thank you.
0: And on that note, thanks everybody for tuning in and take care. Take care.